Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. So we went through the portal as well, appeared on a rope bridge. The townsfolk were really excited. They were. I just kind of stumbled, okay. I think, and then I just was got... afraid of falling. It was like, nope. Okay. Uh, we both fell and I landed on top of you, but uh, you were levitating. So <laughs> then we went up and made it across. We went to the town to talk to someone. We just grabbed some random person. He was not super helpful. And then we learned that the only really way anywhere on this this part was to go back over the rope bridge and Uh to continue down the pathway. So we continued and then made it to a very, very long rope bridge with a kind, some some type of womanly looking thing with a large sword next to the rope bridge. So Mm -hmm. rightfully so, we turned Aspen into a giant eagle and flew over the rope bridge because she was just going to cut it while we were on there. Aspen graciously flew us to the other side and then down the path a little bit more until we came upon a hill giant. She was not sure which way to go, so she asked if she would ha- if we would help her, she would help us. So we had Archimedes and Aspen both go down each path and explore, and we found that there was a cave down the left path, so we said, well, let's go down the left path. So we made it to the cave as we walked down there, and we ended with walking up to the cave here and now something. Heroes not included. And as you got within about 30 feet of the cave, all of that stopped, and you heard, Who's there? I kicked the hill giant. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She kind of looks at you like, "Mm." Don't kick me. (laughs) I'm nice to you. Yeah, you rock. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry about that. Maybe you should go announce yourself to the voice. You see... That might be Gergamarsh. Gergamarsh? Gergamarsh. I would like a religion check to see if I can remember the name of it. Yeah, you are welcome to... Uh, you are welcome to give it a try there. Put a uh, 16. 16 Wake up. You said... Chagantor? Uh, uh, yeah, 16, you're not sure. Yeah. That's, that's the I'm best you can I'm pretty sure it was Gigantor. I mean, it, is, it yeah. is a giant. She goes, no, Paulus. You see a wolf-headed humanoid poke its snout from the cave's darkness to look at you. It looks frightened and angry at the same time. Give me some more about wolf-headed humanoid, please. Of course. Like, literally human body. Looks like it's wearing some wolf head. <laughs> I just put this on. What do you think? Is this me? 
I don't know. I'm I don't know scared. Color, I don't know if the color and right. angry at you if you don't respond. Yeah, I'm just a bundle of emotions right now. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever tried getting ready for Gargantuan's party? <laughs> I didn't think so. It looks like that. So it's like a wolfy person. Well, more like a foxy person. Foxy person. Foxy. I'm wanting to say jackalware. I will accept uh, an arcana or a nature check. I'll do neither. Oh. I just didn't even roll my plus ones. 30. Arcana. That makes most sense. Wow. <laughs> There's my you 20 see for the night. <laughs> stepping from the shadows of the cave, an Arcanaloth. I told you it was a jackalware. Uh, and you know that Arcanaloths are sly, jackal headed beings with humanoid bodies, and they can employ magic to take any humanoid form. They usually do so to gain the trust of creatures with whom they negotiate. Regardless of its form, though, you know that it, it prizes itself on being well-groomed, always choosing fine robes. They are highly intelligent spellcasters who are always hungry for knowledge and power. How is it dressed? And you also know that they have the unique ability to speak and write all languages. Interesting. Well... This one, unfortunately, for them, is in a pitiful condition. It is so gaunt that their ribs are visibly showing through the skin. The cape is in tatters, the brown fur is mangy, and you can tell that the eyes are red from weeping. Even from where you stand, you can tell that the cave itself smells of waste as the odor wafts out periodically. It doesn't appear that uh, they're wounded, but you can tell that they are wasting away. Should we just leave? This This doesn't concern us. You know, if I had done an insight roll and succeeded, I would say this pitiful creature looks to be more in despair than threat to me. Mm. And I look at it, mm. and I walk up to it, and I reach in the back of my bag, and I pull out some back tack, some beef jerky. Mm-hmm. Contents, I'm guessing, of a ration. Mm-hmm. And I place it down and then step back. You know, they look at you and they kind of lean down and they sniff it. And you see that they kind of they grab at it and they kind of scarf it all down real quickly. Say, chew a lot. It's really dry. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, Oh, what is so kind to Krell? Oh. To crow? <laughs> You're so kind. Oh no! You're so kind. Krell will repay you. I will. Re- I I will repay you. I will repay you. What? What would you like to know from Krell? <laughs> Didn't really have any questions for Krell. Do 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 you know where Grelantor lives? Who? The the hill the hill giant god. Oh! I put my thumb over my shoulder. Looks like that, maybe. <laughs> they look, kind of look up and look up the hill giant, and then they look at you and they go, "Oh, kind dwarf, I don't know where that god is, but there is <laughs> a hill giant steading." <laughs> It's just the other way. Just, You're on the path now. To, to Cirrus's temple. 
Cirrus. Do we know anything about Cirrus? Yes, that's the Titan who. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's great. What do Thanks we know about the Titan? Right here, I have an idea. So I say, "Oh, Krell, what has become of your robes?" Oh, <laughs> yeah, terrible. So I reach again. They and are shredded when I was cast away. Cast away from the abyss. Why would you bend the abyss? Well, not Erod a demon. Knows. Not a demon, right? You're a cantaloupe? They're a Yugoloth. Oh, they're that kind of demon. Well, you know, I don't particularly need these anymore. And from my uh, holy bag, or priest, priest pack, Kay. I pull out a set of... Uh, <laughs> This is that stuff that comes in your packs that you're always like, well, what are we all going to do with this? <laughs> right. I pull out a set of silk, vest, silken vestments. <laughs> you're going to hand out the chasuble and the stole? And I say, I just <laughs> don't wear these as much as you think anymore. <laughs> but this this might... You put on weight since you got the chasuble. Yeah. It doesn't go over my shoulder gauntlets <laughs> anymore, whatever they're called. Well, it, it, just, it presses. Yeah. It creases in so weird I, places. Yeah, I go... <laughs> And I say, try these on. Is it brocade? Yes, it's, it's, wow. it's really gaudy. <laughs> what uh, what color is it? Are you? Did you give the Linton one or you know the white the with one? gold white? stitching Ooh. all throughout? Wow, the white one. Okay, so for feast days, yeah. nice. That's, that's if lovely. you look close at the stitching, it's just many, many little anvils and hammers. <laughs> you see tears begin to stream down the face of this Archonoloff. Sobbing ensues. Uh, they pull the fabric close to themselves, and they say, Dear... Uh, <laughs> You're so much nicer than that other dwarf that came by. Oh, please tell me more about other dwarf, <laughs> as I sit there and stroke the end of the, <laughs> of the, the cloth. <laughs> okay. Well, they're quickly kind of putting it on, and they, you know, they wrap the stole around their head, and they're wearing the chasuble, kind of like, you know, a poncho. And they say, oh, <laughs> he didn't say a word to me. Just marching on his way to the temple. He went to the Titan. <laughs> no, I know. Hmm. What are the odds there would be another dwarf that we're looking for other than our sagey sage friend? He looked like you. Points at you, Baron. Hmm. So handsome. <laughs> Quite handsome. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. You call yourself handsome? He was a dwarf. <laughs> yep. That all hits me as, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I nudge and be like, well, time to get out of here. All right, well, we'll take <laughs> our... Look at that. Oh, that yeah, we'll take our leaves. But when you think of dwarves like this one, maybe that one some smaller degree, remember how the kind and, and how favors may be owed. And then I bow and okay. walk out of their poop wait, chasm. Wait, 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 wait. Do... <laughs> Do you know the way out of here? I... Uh, s- no. Actually. Do we know the way out of here? 
Nope. I would guess, I, I do this with my hands stroking, I go, I guess powerful magics. I <laughs> want to leave this place. I say, friend. I do too. <laughs> you've, you've gotten some small respite from what I'm assured is a just and rightful punishment. <laughs> oh, Baron, the lawful good. Yes, I know it sucks, but you know, you made you know, your choices. <laughs> you, you made your choices. You think of this enough today as just being a great day, and then I turn on my heel and uh, and, and start striding. Yeah, buttered your bread, now you have to sleep Back in to it. the fork. Yep, I follow Baron. Yep. People above my pay grade <laughs> have made a certain decision which I am not at liberty to, <laughs> to impose upon. So, uh, you make your way back down the trail. Continuing the direction that the Arcana Loth indicated, you know, will lead you to the temple. And so you continue along the way. And I talk to the giant. Okay. Takana. Takana. It was on the tip of my tongue. Tanaka. 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 That's the right one was also on the tip of my tongue. And I say, I think we we've got it figured out. Or your your boy. Give me a second. Galanthor might be. But we need a little help from you on the way there. Mmm. You help me, I help you. That's right. High five. You agreed to help me find where I go. I agree to help you. You honorable. I know. Yes. We see eye to eye. <laughs> We're gonna go talk to a big guy. Try to find another little guy. I don't know that we need to talk to the big guy. I would prefer not to. I don't. I That's don't think we I... should be like thinking anything about the big guy except staying away from the big guy. Uh, we don't need to talk to the titan. I'm yeah. okay with that. If he was deciding to go, just like hang out inside the mouth of a dragony monster, I would what? say, I don't know why you're doing that, but I want no part of it. Can you describe to me the path? like the branching path and how far back different things would be if we were to backtrack and go check out this giant thing, this homestead? Steading, and it's a hill giant steading. Um, If you were to go all the way back to the fork now, that's another eight hours. And you don't know how far down the other path the hill giant steading is. And I'm committed to doing both. I just kind of like having her with us if we have to go there. Yeah, I'm just thinking that, you know, if this ends up being a sneaky thing... Then we'll have her sit outside. I guess I can also turn her invisible. Yeah. I did that with Jador once. I hope he's doing okay. Oh, the the, the tall fella you talked about. Mm-hmm. Call it when we see it. All right. You continue along this uh, path for about another hour. We're having a discussion while being held. Right. <laughs> you continue along this path for about another hour until you come to another fork in the road. Left and right. Oh, darn it. Where this place sucks. We should have brought Jackal. Jackal with well, us? Well, why can't we just send Archimedes? I don't want to hear him cry and yell anymore. <laughs> Over he, he complained the entire time he was here. <laughs> really pissed. I can, I can, I'll summon him back. He's going to be angry, though. I don't think you understand. You don't have the telepathic link with him, okay? <laughs> never shuts <laughs> Never up. shuts up, Aspen. Never. Well, in exchange, I'll remind you next time we get back to Sigil to summon him. Nah, and then we'll take him out for snacks. Out. He's not useful there. 
<laughs> I didn't create a familiar to take him around as a pet, okay? You feed him some house cat. Don't tell him that when he shows up. I won't uh, tell I summon him. him. Don't okay. dare. You summon Archimedes and... He see, doesn't really respect you! <laughs> as soon as he shows up, you see he kind of looks around and he fluffs up all his feathers. And he, he gives this huge sort of... <laughs> and he just kind of turns his head. You know how owls do it? They just kind of... <laughs> and he looks at you like, what the effing hell? Seriously? Here? Again? Like, look. Look. I don't want to be here either. But you need to go figure out what's down that left path. Uh, because I'm not going to go do that. Now go. Go on. I'm going I'm to make <laughs> him take, take you out for snacks when we get back to Sigil. House cat. Making him promise. He's lying. Aspen is a continuous liar. <laughs> Don't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> he says with a huff. She flies off. Told you not to say a word. Down the left path. I want to take him for snacks. He's a good boy. And... and, and and Erock, you're convinced that the tail feathers, as he flies away, he's doing so with some attitude. <laughs> there, there's there's some attitude directly. You look kind of like this. <laughs> there's a, there's a, That's yeah. a middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> some sass in that flapping away. I ignore it and assume his eyes. <laughs> you see, as he flies a little, uh, as he flies down the trail, he comes to another rope bridge, and then past a rope bridge, uh, a village. Hmm. And that's what's down the left road of the fork. Looking past the village, do I see any gigantic, like, temples or anything? Or is it no, just mountains? No, the trail or? ends at the village. Oh, the trail ends at the village. Uh, okay. He comes on back. He does. And he uh, lands on Aspen's shoulder. And just kind of looks <laughs> at so kind of, I de-summon him. Okay. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> Done. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna turn you into a bat. <laughs> Do we have any interest in going to that, that village? I mean, the yeah, last village. What if the dwarf went there? I even double check. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She just said just going towards the. <laughs> yeah, he just said went past. Oh, let's go and hope that he turns and went there. One can hope. Yeah, that's what we do. We go there solely because we're hoping that's probably where he was going. <laughs> that's gotta be. Why would anyone go to a Titan? Because the other one's just ass. It just would not be. I just can't think. I mean, uh, you gotta. I guess, I guess if. Uh, that's a moxie. I'm gonna go have tea in the Sarlacc pit. Nobody <laughs> made it. It doesn't happen. What is a Sarlacc? <laughs> All right. Well, you turn left and begin uh, making your way along uh, the trail. After a bitter climb up a ledge narrower than most, you walk around a bend, and you spy one of the ever-present rope bridges. Beyond the 200-foot bridge and the chasm it spans lies another small village. It's people bustling around efficiently. And you see that as soon as you lay eyes on the village, you hear a shout, and all the villagers quickly drop whatever they're doing. They draw their weapons, and you see them rushing to various strategic points as the town falls silent. And you see them look across the bridge at you. They have makeshift barricades. Probably because of the giantess. Hmm? I say, oh, don't worry about that! And again, point my thumb over. <laughs> you hear on the wind, one of the people on the other side of the bridge behind a barricade yells out, Leave your weapons, and you can cross! 
and leave the hill giant behind. And I say, oh, oh, darling, you gotta wait here. She goes, I don't like bridge. I don't like village. I say, we, you and I, we are from the same pod. Mm, I don't like village either. We're just going to see if our friend is there. I wait. Okay. You begin to cross the bridge, and I need... Now that you are untied from the giant, I need a check. But we're tied to each other. But where do we have to leave you our... You are tied to each other, which means you... What's you the deal with our weapons? At, leave, you have to leave your weapons with the, on that side of the bridge. So I throw everything in my bag of holding. Okay. And then just strap it tight to my back. Aspen, what do you do about your weapons? I, I leave them. With the giant? Mm-hmm. Okay. She doesn't seem like the type to just run off with them. Well, and what would she do with a toothpick? Yeah. <laughs> oh, cut out tooth again! Oh, oh it's a vorpal toothpick! I'm dead! This is <laughs> All right. overkill. Yeah, slightly. I'm going to get that meat out of my tooth. All right. Uh, yes, because you are tied to each other, you don't have disadvantage, but you still must make a dexterity acrobatics check, please, mm. to find if you can cross the bridge Sweet safely. Morty. Sweet Morty. Sweet Morton, let me do better than that. Nineteen. Four. Seven. Good thing I'm a stout holder of everyone. <laughs> Bear? Uh-huh. Aspen. I can't use athletics for this. You guys go right over the edge. These! Damn you! Woo! E-Rock, I need you to make a strength roll. Ooh, I'm strong. Can you hang on to the bridge with both of your compatriots hanging off of it? I have to turn it over. That's not good. Don't you have inspiration? Yeah, but you know what? Maybe if you guys die, I can just finish this quick. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, seven with inspiration. <laughs> seven with inspiration. <laughs> yeah, got it too. So, wow. All right, uh, E Rock, you fall. So we're we all falling at this point. You are all falling. You are tied together, so that's helpful. But you are all falling. I cast levitate on me. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> you come to a stop uh, as though instantaneously gaining some type of anti-gravitational buoyancy. So, as I'm falling back, I go, Mother, and I reach into my, my bag of holding, and I just imagine those amazing things I made for the plan to fight a dragon, which was the long hemp and rope, and then chains, so they can't do that, and then a grappling hook on the end. Okay, yep. And I'm just like, and then I try my best to fling it at the bridge's general direction, hoping that if at least I can get to the bridge, the grappling hook will do something. Okay, I will allow that to be an athletics check with this advantage, since you are falling. I think the only reason I'm even capable of this is the bag of holding is sort of a think about what you want. It's true. Right? Yeah, if you were like, I'm going to dig through my backpack. I'd but I'm like, still yeah. doing it as a... <laughs> yeah, you know. And I'm probably screaming yeah. for guidance. Screaming for guidance. Mara, no! Alright, this is what I really need! <laughs> We're serious! Okay, 17. And you have to make the second roll without the guidance, Yeah, right? I think so. Oh. Oh, it was on the edge of the... Oh, <laughs> no, what did you was, get? It was either a 14 or when I moved this, a 4. 4. It was a 4? Oh. Yeah, it was a 4 after it went like that. It didn't really even have to fall that much. Okay, so... Your fellow players have ruled. Yeah, four. Sorry, Dave. Four it is. I don't remember that. 
You throw the rope and it goes. It's supposed to start shit with everybody this episode. <laughs> and it just misses and begins to fall shit. down. <laughs> Finally, you all come to a jerking stop as Erock has casted levitation, which makes him not moving. And the ropes go taut and kind of <laughs> pull you a little bit around the midsection, which you realize will probably leave a mark. And you have your rope hanging. <laughs> That you're hanging on to one end, the other end with the grappling hook is well down beneath you there somewhere. All right, so I'm guessing that we're just hovering in midair now? Yes. All right, so I... (laughs) Wing it again. Wheel the rope back up. Now that you're stationary, you can do it without uh, disadvantage. You can ask for Morden again? Always. Morden, please, serious. Oh. Oh, wait, you know what? I forgot to add all my bonuses. (laughs) <laughs> I did. So that was a four, but it was really a fourteen. Oh, that it was first a 14. time. Wow. Okay. But that's just the just terrible richiness. Well, what about this roll? This one is a thirteen. Thirteen. Well, it does hit the bridge, but it doesn't latch on. All right. You are able to hit the bridge with it though this time, so you feel better about it. But as you can see from the guidance that Moradin gave you with that magic one. Mm-hmm. You're a little far from home. Not so far. It's last it's, try. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's just a lot of time now. Us sitting out there, yeah, watch me trying yeah. to People fish him out of this. As, you know, hey. twenty-four. Twenty-four. You get it on. It latches on and it pulls top. I'm just using E-Rock balloon. I just keep. <laughs> Okay. Well, I don't think Erok probably can't move with both of us, uh-huh. both of our weights, but as you move up, I'm just kind of hanging between you guys. You could probably start moving this way. <laughs> it is uh, definitely uh, something out of a circus to watch the three of you make your way across <laughs> the rope bridge. Brilliantly Until you finally come to the other end of the rope bridge, where you see, on the other side of the barricade, you see... All of the villagers are armed. Mm-hmm. And you see one of them steps forward and says, Submit to a search. If you contain no weapons, you'll be welcomed in the village. We're just looking for a dwarf named Zerkuk. And I say, what about these? And, and hold up my fists. <laughs> you get a raised eyebrow. <laughs> Can't part with them. <laughs> like he's unimpressed with the Aww. gun show. Do you all submit to a search for concealed weapons? I think so. I'm not quite sure if you what happens when you open a bag of holding and you don't know what's in it. Well, he just kind of pats all three of you down. And then he says, Thank you. Now, I would have consented to promising not to wield a weapon while here. And I would have stuck to it. That's true. You're a person of your word. He says, Now, who are you? What do you want? Where are you going? And what is your purpose here? Say, drop it on him, Tamble. I'm Aspen Tamble. These are my compatriots, Erock, the great magical dwarf. Word. And uh, <laughs> Baron, who is a champion of Moradin. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, that's a hill giant we just met, way back there. And we're looking for a dwarven sage named Zerkuk. We were told he might have headed in this direction. We think it's him. We hope it's him. We heard about a dwarf. Within the last day. You see that they uh, sheath their swords. You're much more animated than the other village we went to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let me guess. You came through the portal near Gaola. I would guess. 
I don't know, but yeah. they were really rude. Yeah. yeah. Just not a lot going on with them. <laughs> well, that's because they belong here. You, oh. You guys don't? No. We're a village of individuals from a variety of places who have found themselves here by mistake. Oh no. That's horrible. Yeah. Misrouted or misplaced. Either way, we've had to make do. It's a very unfortunate inefficiency in this scheme. Hmm. Weird. Well, I don't know any Zara Cook, but I did see a dwarf. He came here asking for directions to Cirrus's temple. Oh! No, why? Did he say why? <laughs> well, he probably thinks that's the way out, right? He mentioned something about a portal. <sighs> I mean, that makes sense. That would be the guy, I would think, that would allow... or. Would... Yeah. Yo, why have none of you gone this route? Wouldn't uh, wouldn't that seem logical? Because they're they... not dumb enough to try and tango with a titan. Well, so I don't think they will. Would... <laughs> I wouldn't think you'd go up like you know, like let's get me out of here, like fighting them. But I thought maybe this would like could offer like a favor, or he would ask for some task. Or do you think you just would just smash on sight? He says, I think the best approach, if you are anywhere near Cirrus's temple, is going to be stealth. And there are some of us here who are not capable of that. And so you don't think he's one to, to chit-chat? If he is at home on this plane, no. Huh. Sidebar, do you know where Grolantor is? Who? The hill giant guy. He's supposed to be on this plane somewhere. I don't know anything about that, but I do know there is a hill giant steading back quite a ways from where you are now. Hmm. Okay. Says, well, you are welcome in the village. And you see everyone put their swords away and they kind of move away from the barricades and they seem to get back to doing what they were doing. You can tell, based upon the houses that are scattered about on the plateau, that they too have kind of scrounged together whatever resources they could find to make homes. But the mood is entirely different than in the first village you found yourselves in. In this particular case, you see people who are interacting with each other and they're talking. They're just making the best out of a crap situation? Yeah, they have found themselves stuck on this plane and... Uh, At least they found each other? They're trying to make do with what they can. You count no more than probably 50 villagers. You see a small tavern, but otherwise uh, it looks like people are all utilizing whatever skills they have to either reinforce the barricades or to prop up a house or to build out a new wooden platform to put something on. Is the guy still, like, there, like, walking back with us? Well, yeah, he's just standing there. Do you guys get visitors a, a lot? Do you guys get attacked a lot here? Well, yeah, I wouldn't exactly call Yugoloths and Gehreths visitors. Filthy fiends. As I we walk... just didn't pass a lot, so I just didn't... Well, they're out there. Well, you would know. Your hill giant friend is one of them. So, Yugoloth? No. But the hill giants sure do enjoy raiding. Wow. Uh, I bet throwing stones across She's great bridges. She's not really our friend. We just made an agreement. Well, be careful. Yeah, it's been nice to me. While I'm listening to people talking, just kind of, you know, like a, like a doddering old man, kind of like, oh, what's going on there? I walk around just randomly casting mending. Okay. Oh, good. Good. Well, that's definitely appreciated. I can can trip <laughs> and be useful. Bing! I assist. Um, you, you, you see someone who is who runs a bakery. You see someone uh, who is obviously a rope maker, making rope. You see a uh, blacksmith. You see someone who's working with a blacksmith who's making weapons and armor. And like I said, you see a small tavern. Otherwise, it's it's houses. As Erock and I are walking around just mending things, I say, 
I'm really impressed. Also, I pull a little bit of beef jerky out of my bag. Yes. Mm, so mm. good. So tasty. <laughs> that beef jerky. Method acting. <laughs> yeah. You're really getting into the role here. I'm eating it because I'm also thinking, where did that baker find wheat? <laughs> <laughs> good point. That's part of a boat that's making up the tavern. Where do they find this? These are really industrious people. I would love to banish them all back to Fandelin. <laughs> <laughs> I would take them all in in a heartbeat. They yeah, go back to their native place. Mm-hmm. Though. I mean, you, you you have to admit that they have been quite industrious. And you notice that you all have abided by the rules, and so you are uh, being treated in a friendly manner. You left your weapons behind, you submitted to a search, and, you know, you're going around mending things. So, <laughs> as far as they're concerned... On cursory, that that makes you a saint. <laughs> I do think it would be horrible to accidentally end up here. These people. <laughs> what do you think that inn is brewing? I don't know. When's the last time you stuff? When's the last time you passed a berry bush here? I guess they could be conjuring some stuff. Well, it disappears. That's the problem. <laughs> well, you can like, brew it and drink it, and then it's consumed. I guess you could, yeah, if you consume it before the hour. <laughs> Uh, great food and water, though, doesn't disappear. That's mm-hmm. true. And they probably have a, like, good berry wine made from the good berry spell. <laughs> Although I think true. you need the berry for that spell. I think you do, yeah. Right. Components might be rare around here. <laughs> That's true. Components could be rare. Yeah. Well, I said we go check it out. I can use something from a tavern. How yeah. are we feeling? It is uh, approaching dusk very rapidly. So you can either stay the night here or you can continue on during the night. This is an awful friendly place. Yeah, but our weapons are just sitting on the other side of the... I mean, guarded. You don't need Nonetheless. My staff is important. You left your staff? I thought you just carried it for show. (laughs) It's a staff of fire. (laughs) Don't you have like ten staffs of fire? (laughs) If it looked like just like a walking stick, I was going to try to bring it. But it's got a gigantic dragon head (laughs) (laughs) If you feel like you guys have demonstrated yourselves to be trustworthy enough to the town, you could always ask if you could retrieve your weapons. But that wouldn't mean crossing the bridge both ways. How far is the bridge? 200 feet. I don't need to rest. However, we could probably only do one more bridge with my safety. (laughs) I could just have Aspen do it. Yeah. Aspen, I think, other than that crappy roll you just did, can tap dance across that thing usually, right? Um, my acrobatics is only plus three. Oh, whoa. You're the same as me, wow. I I just always imagined you just, like, cartwheeling all over the place. No, I don't get my proficiency for acrobatics. Oh, you can send Archimedes. You can't pick up weapons. Oh. It's an owl. Make him into a bigger owl. (laughs) Summon Archimedes and then polymorph him. Give him one of those those giant strings. Into a giant owl. I don't know if you want to do that. He's not too pleased with it. (laughs) No, he's not very happy. You can polymorph yourself into a giant owl and go pick them all up. I could. I could. And then come back here and have a nice little uh, little kill. (laughs) I could. I'll order something for you. Right. Then I walk over to the end. (laughs) Okay. You walk over to the inn, and it is made out of almost like a combination of driftwood and random pieces of wood that mm-hmm. just from old buildings or other stuff that may have existed. There's at some a large point. door there. It's not a door. It's a wall. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> uh, but you make your way in, and the innkeeper smiles at you, and he says, I don't have much, but, uh, you know, welcome to buy what I got. 
What are you charging and what do you have? He says, I have uh, sage vine ale and I have a uh, grumpleberry wine. I'll take a grumpleberry wine. Uh, we also have uh, some soup. Mm. Take some soup. Y'all have some delicious soup and some, some of your ale, your finest ale. Okay. He puts a couple ales in front of you and uh, he says, eight coppers a mug. Okay. And six coppers a piece for the soup. Do they demand um, this sigil money? He just said coppers. Okay. I just give him coppers. He takes them. It's probably just material at this point. Yeah, I guess so. The soup is a broth, and it has unidentifiable meat in it, and an unidentifiable vegetable, but it's seasoned with salt. The, that goes a long way. It, that, that, that helps <laughs> a lot. The ale is pretty bitter, almost like someone just over-hopped something. Yeah. It's just really super hoppy to the taste. Helps it keep! <laughs> super hoppy, very yeasty, cloudy. But at the same time, uh, you know, it does refresh your parched throat. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Have you seen any vegetation here? Nope. Just rocky mountain cliffs, right? Mm-hmm. So somewhere they found something. So, Erock, how are you, uh, are, are you, uh, gonna bother to go back for the weapons, or are you like, you know what, I'll just pick them up in the morning? I will not go pick up the weapons through Polymorph. I will instead dimension door myself there. Bloop, bloop. Just 200 feet straight. Yeah. Do you even have to go through it? Can't you just be like... <laughs> <laughs> just hand over. <laughs> uh, but before I do that, I assume that the gentleman who is guarding the front is, like, I walk past him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I walk up. I don't walk past him. I walk up to the gentleman who's guarding the front, and I go, Can we please take our weapons back? Well, he says, You have helped us mend a few things around here. Seem all right, folk. I'll say yes on one condition. That you tell us how we might be able to escape this plane without going up to Titan's Temple. Hmm. It's a really hard condition to fulfill. For we're not sure how to escape this plane either. We know it's at Well, how did you get here? Uh, We came through a portal. Where's that at? Well, it's a one-way door from Sigil to here, to over by that vigil. not Sigil, was it? It dropped us off right next to that town, and he knew about that portal. from the place that this guy was supposed to be. The Dwarf Mountain. Oh, Oh, yeah, we didn't come here right before Sigil. Would I know that portals are two ways? Uh, Give me an arcana check. You can have advantage, because it's about planes, and you read the planar book. 18. Well, you know that uh, some portals are two-way, some are one-way, but you know that all the portals require keys. Don't know what the key is for it, but there might be a key that enables someone to go from that bridge to Dwarven Mountain. I go, what plane were you supposed to be on? He says, I, I don't know. I prayed regularly to Tyr and took care of my family, and you know, I, I thought I had a good life. And I was expecting to, you know... Find my way to the seven heavens. So, Tyr, uh, with a 22 religion. Uh, a lawful good god of justice and law, whose home is on Mount Celesta, who is one of the top two gods for paladins. Tyr and Helm. Helm, I'm saddened by this. Yeah. Knowing that now he's good. Or yeah, you he's you suspect that good. if he was worshipping Tyr, that he's probably lawful good. Okay. He probably abides by the law, and he has a good heart. Yeah. Uh, so I go, 
Well, the portal we came through was from Dwarven Mountain. Hmm. I've never heard of that. They're a place of indifferent folk. That's better than here. Yes. I'll take indifference over evil any day. Some portals are two ways. I'm not sure about that one. But all portals require keys. I also am unsure which key, if it was a two-way portal, would open it. But it dropped us off on the other end of that village you spoke of earlier that we visited. On the other end of the rope bridge. You see, it looks like he's thinking a lot, and he kind of nods along as you're talking, and then when you finish, he says, "Ah, Well, that's better than nothing. Please, you are welcome to retrieve your weapons. There's no way the the jackal thing, our cantaloupe, would know. I was going to say maybe we can get some information to help them with this, but if that thing knew it, it wouldn't be here, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you see, he ties a rope off to a large stake, and he ties it around your waist. And he says, this should help you cross. I chuckle, and then a portal appears <laughs> above me. Thank you. When my hand reaches through, which goes down, <laughs> and then pulls the, the weapon. So you pull everybody's weapons through? Then I poke my head through to the hill giant. Yeah. You see, she's just kind of sitting there, chewing on some weed. I go, <clears throat> oh. We're going to stay here the night. Rest up. Stay. I know like humans. Makes sense. <laughs> and then my head pops back Boop. in. <laughs> no meat. Portal disappears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, too gamey. <laughs> if you're enjoying this Heroes Not Included episode, you can follow us on Twitter at HNI underscore podcast for the latest news and show updates. Also, please consider becoming a patron. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcasts, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. All right, yeah, so then you're going to make your way to the tavern? Yes, with your weapons in hand. All right, wonderful. Yeah, well, you make your way into the tavern, and as night falls, you see more and more people kind of make their way in, and it's 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 tight. Not a lot of space, but this is... Everyone seems to kind of come together at night to eat. You know, the innkeeper's there passing around soup and passing around ale or wine. Then you see sitting at a table, Baron and Aspen, and they are both enjoying a bowl of soup and some uh, wine and ale. Okay, I walk over, and mm-hmm. I set down their weapons... Well, except for Baron's. I set down Aspen's weapon. Mm-hmm. Did you put yours in your bag, right? Yeah. It's okay. Like, I'm not parting with this. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Makes sense. And my staff I just put on my back. Okay. And then I go, ooh, what's for dinner? Soup. <laughs> is it good? Try I think, some? yeah, yeah. Right. I think this is the most comfort that could be found on this plane. That makes sense. And if we can find a way to get these people out of here, we will return to them. I go, well, to get our weapons, I had to make a deal with the uh, guardsman. Mm. He wanted to know how we got here and if and how we plan to get out. And I said, don't really know how we plan to get out, but there's portals everywhere. You just got to find the right key. What do you think that guard story is? Well, I asked where he was supposed to go, and he wasn't sure, but he told me that he uh, prayed to tear continuously. <laughs> <laughs> Spitting soup all over the place. Tear. Mm-hmm. And he's here. Yeah. 
sad, isn't it? Well, they said they were, like, misrouted. You know... Tyr's a greater god. Like, he's... Here's the thing. He's a heavy hitter. Yeah, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> so I have to wonder if he is here for a reason. And I look around at the town again and say, you know, people may end up here accidentally often, but maybe there was somebody sent to make sure they were round up. Yeah, and then I just ponder over, you know, should he be here? You see, he, he comes in and he kind of walks through the tavern, the small tavern, and you notice that every time the innkeeper hands him a bowl of soup, he hands it off to somebody else until everyone has soup. Yeah, I I reflect back on the order of the gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. I think of all the tearish knights. There were tearish knights. There were uh, lots of torn mm-hmm. paladins, for sure. Lots of torn paladins. Yeah, and they're just like, man, sure seems like he's a fitting cog in a larger plan. Yeah. So I slap... Baron on his back and say find out more about these folk, Baron, and cast true scene. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Pupil fear>. oh. <laughs> The last bite of soup dribbles out of the corner of my mouth. Oh, oh true scene. Baron, man, I'll tell ya. No, 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 no. <laughs> So, just so you're aware, again, this spell gives the willing creature, so if you're not willing, let me know, the ability to see things as they actually are for the duration the creature has true sight, notices secret doors hidden by magic, and can see into the ethereal plane all out to a range of 120 feet. Okay. So, is Baron willing? I think not in a, uh, not willing in a, I don't want to do this kind of way, but, but would not put up a fight. Yeah. Okay. All right, you don't have to roll a... I mean, because otherwise I'll, you can roll a saving throw if you, if you want. All right. Well, in the case of true sight, everyone that you see around you is who they are. So momentarily... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, take a little while. <laughs> none of them have morphed into giant demon monsters. No, no. Everyone is who you originally saw. In fact, there is not really much difference... Aside from the fact that you notice that when you look out the window at the hillside, what you took to be a regular hillside, and in normal sight just looks like a hillside, um, these are all actually mountains and mountains of bone. That's ugly. (laughs) So many bones! So many bones that what appears to normal sight as mountains with trails are actually just piles and piles and piles of bones. So disgusting. You guys just hear me saying, so many bones. But everyone else appears to be who they are. Hmm. I don't know that if someone is a lawful good petitioner on a different plane, if they would glow differently. I would think they would show signs of their alignment. I like to believe so. I don't know that that's necessarily in raw. But I would say that as you look around the room, you see that there is a good mix of people who... Seem Some to be fairly neutral in terms of law. Mm-hmm. People who, including Iraq, who uh, frown upon law, and people who are definitely advocates of it. You see that the majority of the individuals are good nature, and that there is quite a few number of individuals also who are neutrally disposed I guess towards the issue of good and evil. Troublemakers are rooted out very quickly here because yeah. there's just there's no, no room. <laughs> there's no room. There's no resources. You're going to make trouble. You're not going to play nice with everybody. Mm-hmm. You're out. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, you do notice that there is quite a few decent folk. You know, if 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 true sight enables you to see some kind of aura that determines that, then you do notice that there is a, a large number of decent folk around you. Yeah, but they're all decent. They have built a home on what looks to be a mountain, but is in fact a mountain of bones. So I slap Aaron again on the back and I say thanks. <laughs> and I walk outside of. I assume is it a is there an actual building or is it like a shack? It's a building. Okay, it's a building. So I walk outside the building and I cast Mordenkind's magnificent mansion. Okay, uh, which is seventh level conjuration. Conjuration. All right. Conjuration seventh level. Cats in the streets. <laughs> There's a cat in the mansion. <laughs> Delicious cats. <laughs> a cat. You haven't fed it in weeks. <laughs> I have servants. They do this. <laughs> they forgot. Ah, oh, you guys. You know. Planes have messed you all up. It's horrible. All right. Uh, it takes a little longer to cast. Okay. But thankfully, the entire mansion is there, but you get a sense that it's not going to last as long as usual. Okay. Uh, so I poke my head in, mm-hmm. and and uh, what was my butler's name? Gotta remember this stuff. Gotta man. Day run. Belvedere. Belvedere. And there was day run. Was there day run? Mm-hmm. There was day run, and then there was shadow run. Well, I thought for sure you you had you Igor. had taken that woman that you had revived as a zombie and yes. somehow brought her back. Somehow. Brought her I back. I thought she was the cook. The, I feel like it was one was of those. She new Baron. <laughs> new Baron. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> she was new Baron. That's right. That's digging back into the weeds. There. I'm impressed, Richie. <laughs> I must say, I'm impressed because you don't know. You were really sad shit. about uh, that. The scar. <laughs> the scar. The scar remains. Deep. <laughs> You don't remember. Normally, don't remember. You, uh, you you walk around. You're dumb. You have a rolling pin. You're new bear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I peek in. All my friends died. I made new ones. <laughs> I go, <clears throat> um, Belvedere. Belvedere comes towards you. I go, prepare the feast. Is 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 Belvedere a, a dwarf? I like Belvedere. It's all dwarf. That sounds like yeah, the D&D dwarf. version of Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> yeah, right. Mr. Sir Belvedere. <laughs> Belvedere. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's coming right up. The usual, sir. The best. Oh. <laughs> right. Get right on it. <laughs> Thank you. And I step back, and I walk into the building, and I go, Attention, everyone. I'm treating you all to a magnificent feast and a very nice establishment. It's only going to last for a few hours, so let us go enjoy. Okay. I go, please step outside. And I st- walk outside and stand next to the portal. All right. Um, which is now glowing. Okay. And I go, and I'm just like ushering in. Well, they walk in <laughs> and, you know, they're immediately gobsmacked because, you know, the atmosphere is clean and fresh and warm and everything. And, you know, there's dwarven architecture everywhere, and there's all these rooms. I mean, it, it, it's a freaking it mansion. It's a magnificent <laughs> mansion. It is. Yeah, it is There's magnificent. no better way to describe it. <laughs> it's the best way to describe it, you know? And they're all just kind of wide-eyed, looking everywhere, and you see servants running, like, from all sorts of nooks and crannies to help mend clothes and set up places where they can take baths and wash. It's just a crazy scene, you know, where these people who have been there for Lord knows how many eons are instantaneously surrounded by, you know, here's some wine for you and some dwarven ale and here's a bath and here's some food and yeah. let me help mend your clothes and everyone kind of makes their way into the, the grand dining room where there is all of this amazing food and I guess the easiest way to do this is to break it down into three reactions. You have a group of them are just so gobsmacked that 
they're just kind of stunned. They don't really know what to do. There is another group that are literally just diving into the food. You know, like, forget about sitting down at the table. I'm just, I haven't had it. I can't tell you the last time I had a turkey, right? So right. it's just, rah, 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 this is amazing. And then you have others who are somewhere between the two. You know, they're just in awe. And you hear some conversations, but the, the, the big thing that you hear from everybody, as servants come up, I mean, they're thanking everybody, right? Yeah. Thank you and thank you. And, you know, some people are crying and in tears. This is messianic shit here. I mean, you can set a nine-course banquet for a hundred people, and there's only fifty of them, right? Yes. So it's like, poof. <laughs> Make sure they take everything when they leave. Yes. <laughs> I, I gesture to the to the mansion, mm-hmm. and I say, according to this new arrival, life is more than just mere survival. <laughs> <laughs> you may just give them a taste of the good life yet. <laughs> Thank you, Richie. <laughs> that was needed. I'm so glad you looked that <laughs> up. To <laughs> recant. <laughs> Belvedere smiles. <laughs> you know, I would he give, you know what I'm talking about. Now you notice the guy who had yelled at you from across the bridge, who had searched you, who you had had the conversation with, who, Iraq, you've kind of intuited it as being, you know, one of the kind of leaders of this village. Yeah. You notice that he takes the time to make sure that everybody is getting food, everyone's getting washed, everyone's getting clothes mended, everyone's getting everything. And then once he is satisfied that everyone gets everything, you and Baron, you notice this as well. He walks over to a corner of the room and he genuflects, gets down on one knee, Mm -hmm. and he bows his head and you, you see that he prays. And he stands back up and he walks over and he takes a chicken leg and he takes, you know, some mashed potatoes. And that's it. He eats that, and then he uh, goes back to making sure that everyone else is doing well. True piety. Yes. So nice to see good for once. <laughs> Finally, everyone's kind of sitting around, and, you know, their bellies are full, and, you know, they've eaten, right? And they're all washed and clean, and, you know, some of them are wearing, you know, makeshift clothing as some of their other clothing is being mended and washed and what have you. And finally, that guy walks up to the three of you, and he says, I'm Mordan. In a former, well, before I came here, I served in the Hall of Justice in Neverwinter. Would any of you happen to have heard of that place? I think so, yeah. Oh yeah, we know of Neverwinter, for sure. I say, briefly, I was the head of the Order of the Gauntlet. So you're from Faerun? Mm-hmm. Yes. And how? Here. Surely on my armor he's seeing like <laughs> Well he knows you're a Morden. You're, uh, you're a big fan of Morden. <laughs> that would be tough to And miss. now big fan of Mordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He says, Tear be praised. He says, I had given up hope. He says, I I must admit that it had been so long since I had had hope. I don't know how many ages have passed since I was here. He says, Has the weave been repaired. Oh. Oh, boy. I I'll do a history check on that one. Because <laughs> I shouldn't say anything. <laughs> Whatever you roll, is it history? Yes. Uh, history, but in the case of E-Rock, I will grant you the opportunity to use Arcana. Uh, I got a 20. 23. Ooh, whoa. Yeah, my history's plus I only got 12. Well, 
Erock, you're not. Sh- I mean, you know what he when he says the weave. Yeah, but you you're just not, think of all the mechanics of it, maybe. Yeah, you just kind of get wrapped up in the theoretical nature of the weave. But Aspen and Baron, you both know that he's referring to the spell plague, which took place well over a hundred years ago. Oh, Mordan, that was a long time ago. I also mentioned to Mordan that you'll be happy to know that the good tear has taken upon his good, good position in the universe. He says, I knew it. They had said that he had died, but I did not believe it. I knew that he would come back think, once again to the mount. I think he had died. But gods are weird. <laughs> he says, would you say that of Moradin? That Moradin would die? He says, no. He was a test of faith. Yep, I would call his death a temporary setback. <laughs> he says, it was a test of faith. He says, may I come with you? You know, I wouldn't... I wouldn't bar you that, but I'd ask you to consider something. Look around the town. I'm guessing much of this could be attributed back to you, organizing these people and rounding up these people unjustly positioned in this this hellish place. I wish I could lay claim to that, but it was here when I arrived. How much of this do you think depends upon you being here? The safety of the city, the order, the happiness of the people... He says, it is true what you say, I am respected, but I am not one of the village elders. I do not sit at the table and make the decisions. I have taken it upon myself only to ensure that fortifications will hold. Do you not feel, again, I'm not trying to steer your decision. <laughs> again, whatever decision yeah. you make is good. <laughs> I just, I feel your I have... emotions are valid. I have to put this on the table. Do you not feel that you've been put into a position to serve Tyr indefinitely? In this position that you're in now. He says, I have thought long about this. And when I first arrived, that was my thought. Was that surely I must be here for a reason. Or all things happen for a reason. All things happen in accordance with the justice that Tyr has spelled out. And then I despaired that I had not, in fact, lived in accordance to my vows. That this was my punishment. But I do know one thing. Now with your arrival, there is good still out there, and chaos and evil reign supreme, and I can stop them more than I can here in this village. Fair enough. If it's your calling, you're more than welcome to join us. I assume you'll be leaving in the morning? That's the plan. Yep. Then I will spend this evening in prayer. And he walks away. So if... We're gonna go to this Titan temple and we're gonna try and sneak in and get to our dude and leave. Should we like just give directions to the hill giant? Yeah, we could try it. We could just go tell her, we figured it out, we found out where he is. It'd be the honorable thing to do. The That'd be the honorable thing to say, hey, this is how you get to this. Well, also, she never really she's... said she needed us to get there. She just wanted to find it. Well, she was lost. Yeah. Remember, she was standing but at that But if we fort. can at least give her directions she'll to be unlost. instead, she'll be unlost. And my guess is Mordan at least has gone scouting around and at some point go, oh, yeah, that's over there. Don't go there. Yeah, you go back to the fork in the road. The first... And do the other the one. one. And go the opposite. No. Because that's where we're going to go. Mm. You have to go back There's two, two forks. forks. So you have to go back to the first fork and then take the right, if not the left. Go back no less than two forks. 
Not three. Five is right out. He's <laughs> <laughs> nailing all these quotes tonight, bud. Well, you know, we, we were called the Monty Python uh, RPG podcast, so... All right. You notice that uh, everyone starts coming up to you and, and thanking all of you, right? And you are getting kisses on the cheeks, and you're getting handshakes, and you're getting hugs, and you're getting all kinds of things. And all of that is followed up with, can we sleep here? <laughs> Do I have an idea of how long this will last? Well, you know that normally the spell would last for an entire 24-hour right. day cycle. But you suspect that this spell might last for no more than 12. So they could easily stay the night, the night and have breakfast in the morning. We'll just yes. tell It's going to probably last another 11 hours. Yes, totally. I, uh, I welcome them into the mansion. Tell us, sleep anywhere you like. Except We're, the seventh floor. <laughs> except the seventh floor. Uh, yeah. That's reserved for us. <laughs> but never look that, at the seventh. Never look at the seventh floor. Well, that's, there are unimaginable things occurring up there. <laughs> that's what you told us when you opened it last time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He says as he as he sits there going, "Why did I say that?" <laughs> no, that's where all the magic happens. Ah, get oh! it? Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Probably means came Butters gets it. I guess I just announced uh, sleep anywhere you can, except for the seventh floor, and uh, breakfast will be, you know, in the morning. Okay. And then I instruct all of my servants to pack up everything that's in the pantry, every additional food that we have into crates, and to load them by the front door. That's great, because as soon as you cast this again, that will be all refreshed. I know. <laughs> yeah, no harm. That's so well, magnificent. Except for, except for stuff for breakfast. Yes. Right? Because, yeah. you know, you have to have a breakfast. That's right, yeah. Well, so uh, these servants show everybody to all of these different rooms, right? <laughs> of course, the three of you make your uh, way to your allocated wings of the mansion. However, Iraq has divided that up. For the first time, and you can't remember how long, you have a wonderful night's sleep. Hmm. Making all of you, when you wake up in the morning, fully rested. Hooray! As is to be expected, the servants have uh, pulled out all the stops for the uh, breakfast. Not only is the buffet aligned with just about every kind of breakfast food imaginable, but there are... Mimosas? Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and Bloody Marys, and you know whatever the D D version is of those things exists. Bloody Margarets, <laughs> Bloody Margarets, and Mimosas, maybe I don't know. Pimentos. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and everyone again is just shocked by not only your generosity but the amount of food that is available to them, and they scarf down breakfast and by this time all their clothes have been mended and washed and cleaned and uh, as it comes yeah, time this comes with on- on-site laundry <laughs> as it comes time to leave the servants are handing each of them boxes and crates of food and because this is a magnificent mansion all 50 of them leave with a massive box of food stuffs that uh, when pooled all together people of this village are going to be able to eat and drink in a Quite a luxurious way for quite a while. Beautiful. I mean, you know, you have the ability to serve a nine-course meal to a hundred people, yeah. like fifty of them. 
and you can do that for all three meals. Yeah. <laughs> Magnificent doggy bags. <laughs> they're, they're walking out of there with a hell of a lot of food. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of food. The level at which these people feel touched by your generosity is difficult to put into words. Yeah, we just changed their afterlife. Uh, yes, you just changed their afterlife. Three things happen. The first is the weaponsmith. He walks up to you, Baron. He has something, he asks one of the servants to get it wrapped, mm-hmm. essentially. And it's a silk bundle wrapped with a ribbon. And he walks up to you and he says, it's small, about like, the, the bundle totals about like this. Mm-hmm. And he has it in his hand and he walks up to you and he says, I know I'm no dwarven smith and I know that things that I make are very utilitarian and certainly devoid of much talent. But it is the only thing that I can give by way of gratitude. I hope that you'll find it acceptable. And he hands it to you. How big is it? Little package about, you know, five inches by five inches. Okay. I pull the ribbon. You pull the ribbon and you unwrap the silk. And you see about three inches by an inch and about an inch thick piece of metal. And it has something engraved on it. Yeah, fish out. <laughs> Your glasses. Fish out the glasses. You gonna give it a look? Yeah, push them to the end of my nose. Okay. Subtly. He says, When I first arrived, I had found it buried in the dirt. And it has been a source of strength for me for countless years. He says, I hope it is the same for you. Looking at it, you see that it has an elvish rune on it. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah, you see this. <laughs> but it's giving off heat. Mm. It's an ingot? Mm-hmm. Yes. An ingot. An ingot. The rune carved in it and it gives off heat. I taste the corner of it. Okay. And then try to use my dwarven ability to ponder on what an a piece of metal I'm looking at. Okay. You taste I, I'm assuming there's something special about this metal. Like if it was mithril, I'd be like, oh, that's that's mithril. Right. You kinda Bite on a little bit, taste it a little bit. And like, the, like the Klondike guy from that, <laughs> from that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Your dwarven sense tells you almost immediately that it is platinum. Ooh. Yukon Cornelius. You, that's right, Yukon Cornelius. Took me a minute to get there, but I Remember got Remember he, he would hit his pick into something and then lick the pick and go, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that was my dad's favorite character from that movie. It's platinum. Mm-hmm. But platinum doesn't radiate warmth. Right. Radiating warmth. The he's the blacksmith, right? Mm-hmm. The, the guy who's or at least taken on the role of the blacksmith. Mm-hmm. It's like, why did you never forge this into anything? Seems like you could really use tools. He says, I do not possess the ability, nor do I think that that's its purpose. He says, I'm not sure as to its purpose, but I notice that you have an anvil on your armor, and so I assume that it would make an appropriate gift. I say this is a. Fine gift and reassure him mm-hmm. completely. And I say, Tech Magic is a first level spell, I believe. I don't know if uh, you have it prepared for today. I don't have it prepared. The second thing that happens is that uh, Mordan comes forward. It's clear that he hasn't slept. He has his uh, sword on his belt, which your servants were kind enough to oil, sharpen, and tend to. Lovely. But, Baron, uh, you can tell immediately that this sword was probably forged by the guy who just gave you that. and that Could be well, better? 
could be better, would be the polite way to phrase it. Seems well-loved. Mordan steps forward and he says, I have spent the night in prayer. And though Tyr's voice is far away and tough to hear, I believe that without me, you cannot find success. And so I would like to come. It sounds to me that you thought on it correctly. And then, uh, finally, the third thing that happens is this old woman walks up and hands you, Aspen, and you, E-Rock, two little pouches. Open it up. She tries to say something, and the person next to her says, she's mute. And so you see the old woman nod her head and put it in in your hand, and she kind of rests her hand on top of your hands holding the thing, and she kind of just looks into your eyes and kind of nods, and you see tears in her eyes, and she kind of walks away. Mm-hmm. along with the rest of the people as they're exiting, grabbing their massive, massive boxes <laughs> of food. And you open up the little thing that she has given you, and you see that in there is what looks like a pendant. Hmm. I whisper to you, Rock, do you know what this is? Do I... Is there any markings on it? No, it looks unlike anything you've seen before. It has circles in a wheel shape. And in each circle you see a different colored gem. Huh. And you see that one of those gems, the same gem on both pendants, is glowing. Lovely. Oh. There are two pendants? Mm-hmm. She gave one to each of them. Oh, I see. Well, I put it on. Oh, uh, yeah, I put it on as well. Alright. Uh, the rest of the villagers uh, leave the mansion. And uh, as you dispel it and uh, you begin to gird yourselves to go across the bridge, you know, the most of the village has come out to uh, bid you all farewell. You have made their afterlife, so to speak. They're definitely going to be not happy to see you all leave. Uh, you see uh, Mordain makes his way through a good majority of the villagers shaking hands. You see him giving kind of last minute sort of, you know, make sure to do this, don't forget to do that. You know, you see people giving him hugs, etc. You can tell that he is someone who has come to be well-liked. And as you're standing there at the edge of uh, the bridge, he walks up to where you are all standing, and he says, Come, let us put a titan to rights. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find all our episodes on Podbean and on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally, our podcast is supported by Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, and Amy Trout, along with all our awesome patrons. To become a patron and gain access to our special patron-only podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next time, be the hero.